updating my computer. I've tried restarting it multiple times. I've looked at my settings. I can't tweet any GIFs. Are you losing sure. your gift? Like, are you having a GIF problem through your computer? I can't GIF it up. Virtual <laughs> 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 uh, high five for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I mean, like, Sarah's lost her soul. I just can't tweet. <laughs> like, I can't tweet gifts. Like, I can tweet tweet, but I cannot gif tweet. <laughs> you said tweet tweet. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Scene and Nerd. <laughs> this is going to be a Belmont takeover. Yep, I said it now, declared it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss the 100 season 3 finale. And with me, as always, is the podcast producer extraordinaire, mag- magician, a mama duck, apparently, too, Mr. Everett Harn. I'm Everett come GWW crew. No. Yes. No. No, no yep. such thing. No. Mm-hmm. That clan yep. totally does not exist. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm Everett come bear crew. You know what? I totally feel like Murphy. If like GWW is a crew, I'm the Murphy in that crew. Oh no! Called it. I want right. to be in Murphy crew. No, <laughs> definitely not. I want to be a Murphy crew. No, <laughs> I reject. <laughs> I reject. Whatever, Hedda. <laughs> well, we do have a Hedda here. You're the Hedda. You, uh, carries the flame Keppa. Hi. She's like, Carrie's like, you know, since she's older than us, she has like the wisdom of all of the previous Flame Keppas, and she knows, you know, the rituals. Yes, she's Indra. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Carrie? Great. How are you, Everett? Great, man. I just finished watching the season finale of the 100. Like, like I told Sarah, I was going to let my dog out. But as I was doing that, I was watching like the final scenes. And I'm still kind of emotional about it. But I've got a lot of notes. I, I, I was also emotional. I cried a few times. I, so only, I guess right. I'm dead inside, but all right. I didn't cry. Yeah, we're both dead inside, sir. <laughs> No, you and I have nothing in common. Yes, Anyways, sir. no. All right. No, you lied to me. We're basically, you just, you we're just basically told everybody same, how much. So. Well, see, I'm becoming the 100. I'm becoming very emotionally. Well, I'm becoming personally attached to it. Because um, I can see some of myself in the characters and some of like the quotes and things that are said. And I can relate them back to my life, which is very strange because that's like a completely different setting than my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm you not fighting. Found, you found your spirit TV show. I well, did. I th- yes. I thought you were going to say she found her city of light. No, no, we don't make puns on this podcast. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> puns are not on the schedule today. It's very punny, no Sarah. for puns. So why then, Carrie, was this particular episode very emotional for you? 
Um, first of all, Raven, I've, I've grown very attached to her as a character because like I can kind of see, cause you know, she has a disability and I kind of have a disability and it kind of like, she's a fighter and I'm a fighter, but there were a lot of quotes in this article, in this episode that Clark said that like really struck with me. Like I've tried running away from my pain. It doesn't work. You know, you don't ease pain. You over, you overcome it. Mm-hmm. And it's like little like snippets like that that kind of like I relate to and I can find strength in. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. Do you find strength in anything Murphy says? Because he's like survive. Yeah. MVP. Yeah. MVP. John Murphy. Did, seriously, one of my notes is fuck me. John Murphy is the best character on the CW. And I think I believe that. Like he's. Like, just within three seasons, like, the arc that he's gone through and who he is now and who he'll, and, like, what he'll probably become in season four because it seems like people are attaching to him and liking him, so they'll probably keep going with him. Like, I seriously think he's one of my favorite CW characters. Yeah, He had... Right. He had, like, a hero's journey without us noticing Right. Which is so hard to do. So the fact that look in retrospect, you look at all the arcs combined that he's had each separate season, and it's just amazing how far he's come. And you still, he's such a wild card that I cannot tell you what's gonna be happening to him in season four. Yeah, I mean, like, I really can't. Which is yeah. great. It and makes me more excited. He's a very reluctant hero as well. Like he, yeah. Like, it's just amazing. Like, everything he did in these past, like, I watched the past, the the last three episodes in the span of 24 hours, and, like, his scenes in all three of the episodes were just the best. Like, I really like him. He literally was pumping on Terry's black heart to make sure that blood gets into Clark so she doesn't die while she's in the City of Light. What? And that that be, happened. That had to be intense for him because him and Aunt Terry had a little, you know, thing going on. Right. He tapped that. What? He did tap that. <laughs> he, he stole her heart. And I can't even imagine, first of all, doing that to anyone. But then can you imagine someone that you kind of had a little semi-relationship with? Like, that's really intense. By the way... Did you guys know that you can remove a whole fucking sternum in five seconds? No, but if it's Abby, <laughs> I believe it. Like she was just like, hold on, scalpel, slice. All right, now I've spreader, opened her up. Is that what that's called? A spreader? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I don't, you guys watch Grey's Anatomy. Like it, they use like a bladed, like circular saw yeah. on each rib to get rid of a sternum. You know, <laughs> There's a lot of medical <laughs> issues in this episode yeah. that we're just going to gloss over and act like they didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, really, if you get trans or if you receive the wrong blood type, right. then you could die. Yeah. And yeah. so we don't know if how night blood exactly works. So it's kind of illogical that maybe Clark like, would be able to. Maybe it's like type O blood. Maybe it can be used with everyone. It's Maybe, but I don't think so. Probably not. I don't, I don't think. The, I don't think the writers know a whole lot about medical stuff. 
I think all the writers knew is that we need to get Clark on the throne, if you may, by the end of the season, and she needs to be a nightblood, and she needs to have both the chip and the other chip in her at the same time. So to do all that, they had to lead us on this very plot whole heavy episode. By the way, I didn't. Uh, it's been a while since I listened to our past 100 cast, both of mm-hmm. them. I totally called this, but I can't remember if it was ever recorded, so you'll just have to trust me on it. No. But I was just. I, and I feel like I wasn't even saying it seriously, so I don't know how much credit I can take, but I'm pretty sure I said it as a joke that, like, it's probably going to be Clark that has to take the chip and save the world. So. I kind of figured it would end up being Clark. It yeah. always it always goes down to Clark and especially it's weird because well not weird weird wouldn't be the right word but do you realize like e- even when the parents came down from space like Clark and everyone was like no we're we're in charge here like this is you know we got this like you right. follow our lead and i think over the past 3 seasons like it's Clark has become more and more of a leader She's the uh, switch puller or the button presser. Every season ends with yeah. her flipping the switch or pressing a button. And she always makes these has to make these really tough decisions. I don't think she's a really good leader, though. I'm going to throw that out there. I don't think she's. Yeah, I don't think she should be commander in the long run. I think that should totally be Luna. Luna's a far better leader than Clark. And I really, to go back a few episodes, when we meet Luna... I that episode really stuck out for me in terms of the whole season. So um, that's just my thoughts. Do you think Luna's going to leave the rig, though? I think she will have to. I, I think there's going to come... There's a reason why they introduced her in the third season and that whole clan. In the rig. In yeah. the rig. And then they set up in this episode a an event or a um, an enemy that all the clans and everyone will be affected by. Right. So it, it's, a, it's a need, it sets up a need for everybody to unite together for a common yeah. goal. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Because, like, I wasn't 100% sure if, if I was okay with them, like, continuing with the whole flame and stuff like that. But I'd be okay if they just stick it in Luna's neck and then just move on with the story. I, I don't think there's a need, though, to pass along the flame. Right. Like, I'd be surprised if we see the flame in the beginning of season four, because every so many people were affected by the chips. Like, this idea that your leader's going to get implanted another version of that chip, I don't think people would want to follow that person. Maybe not, but it's still got the souls of the previous commanders in it. But I thought the City of Light is dead. But do you think that's the same City of Light that, like, Lexa and all of them have been in this whole time? Yeah, I don't, because I don't we think saw so. Lexa this episode. Well, thought... right. Fucking awesome. But I don't think that they were connected until Clark took both the chips. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, like, Clark had to enter the City of Light. Like, Lexa and them told her she needed to enter the City of Light after she took the flame. Carrie, what are your thoughts on this? I I see the the um the 
what is it, the flame? Yeah. I see the flame as being separate from the City of Light. Right. Me too. I don't. I'm pretty sure they're connected. And I'm or pretty not. sure that I, well, my guess is I think Luna is going to come back into play with this because it was meant for her. Right. Right. I don't know. I just, the minute Lexa popped in, just started killing dudes. Oh, man. Ninja! I, I, I can say now that I finally get, I see and I'm bored the Lexa ship because so good so good like i was so fucking excited (laughs) like i know that you guys are both bellark shippers and i don't believe that ship exists either hashtag ghost ship but (laughs) i feel like like i'm okay like the Klexa relationship's never gonna go anywhere so it's not really a ship it's kind of like a floating debris it's like a ghost ship okay mm-hmm. oh now it's a ghost ship because it's dead it's been a ghost ship for a few episodes but whatever mm-hmm. but man like that scene where she tells lexa that she loves her and then lexa says i'll always be with you man that's like that's some heavy shit and i really I liked it, it. Would... sorry no i was just gonna say i really liked it and i think like this whole episode works better being on the Lex the Klexa ship for ju- just this episode just enjoying think- it it was a good ending that they didn't get to have. Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. She went out of... And I completely... I'm going to say something, and I'm probably going to get, like, a lot of... I may get people angry for saying this, but, like, I have to say, I think 30% of the reason Lexa was in the finale was fan service. Like, I have to... I don't... Sorry. Two writers then, because I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, I and like I said, Clark needed that kind of that last those last moments with Lexa to kind of finally, I don't know, come to peace, come to terms before she can move on with anything else or anyone else. But I do think that having Lexa in the finale was a little. Were you guys expecting it? Because I honestly, like, I was expecting it, but then I forgot as I was watching it. I was like, I was not expecting that at all. Because I felt like they needed the payoff of her finding Lexa. Like, that was her whole arc this season. Or the second half. Were you expecting it, sir? I kind of recall seeing set photos that showed the scene in this episode, but I... I moved that to like the back of my mind and just went in almost blind to what was going to happen. So it's not like I expected it so much as like it happened and it was cool and I liked it, but now it's not. And like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with how their relationship ended. I kind of see Carrie's point about it being fan service. I, at the same time, I felt like that was an an important step in closure for their relationship. Right. And, So I don't, and and knowing how far in in advance they usually write the scripts for especially this series, I don't know time-wise if fan service makes sense, honestly. But, and and plus, even the term fan service because of my affection for Arrow, like, it's just a bad connotation in my mind whenever people throw it around, so that's also going on. Right, but I I agree with you, I think... I think it's a real, like, I agree with both of you. I think it's a really nice ending. Because, I mean, Lex is dead. 
There's no right. getting around that. So if you're a Klexa shipper, you've already that ship has sailed, and you un, and you're kind of over it. Maybe not over it, but you've understood by now that she is dead. And I feel like that was probably the best ending that they could have possibly given anyone, whether it's Klexa shipper or just someone who likes Clark as a character. I think that was just a really powerful bit of closure and now she can move on to bigger and beller things so lexa wasn't the only person that we saw in the city of light but we also saw jasper guys <laughs> city of light has ice cream <laughs> yeah. it, it does mean, it has pink ice cream i have to tell you i don't know <laughs> i would have may have taken the check if someone had said ice cream i would have been like whoa hold on chip me chip pistachio me. gelato <laughs> so who's the bigger villain this season is it jaha or is it jasper right and they made okay. jasper fucking creeper at the end of the season he he took a very yeah. dark sudden turn at the very end there like i feel so incredibly like my heart breaks for him first of all the actor i i'm gonna pronounce his last name wrong devin bostick does anyone know yep. how to pronounce that correctly? No, that's no. how I would pronounce it. He has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. I first kind of took more of a notice of him in season two, but this season he's been amazing because, like, no one expected him to be the mole. Right. He was kind of like very, like you said, he is like a he was a villain, and in the same sense, like at the very, I mean, my heart just breaks for him because. All he wanted was just a tiny bit of happiness. I mean, I, I think Allie, to your question, Sarah, Allie would be the bigger villain just because right. she, like, I started calling him Jasper Allie because <laughs> she was basically... Jally. <laughs> yeah, Jasper Allie. But I really liked Jasper Allie's point about, like, he made, like, that whole, like, kind of spiel about how humans are the only species that works against their own self-interest and how they, you know, war and all that stuff. And I really liked that scene because it's, you know, it kind of hits home, you know, before that, the aliens come and I'm going to give you the quote here. Human beings are the only species that act against their own self-interest. We torture each other. We fight, hurt each other and break each other's hearts. Right. I like that. That's like, like deep. That's yeah. And I, that's kind of like when I started to really feel like emotion, like I got emotional and I felt his pain yeah. and I was like this poor kid, like everyone that he's kind of gotten attached to in some way has passed away. Zipper Monty. The bromance is back y'all. Yeah. It is. So was anybody else surprised that at the end of the episode when in back in Arcadia, Raven and Harper and Monty are all excited and happy and relieved that this war against Allie and the City of Light is over, Jasper has a moment where he like leaves the group and then goes outside and he can still hear like the laughing and the cheers. Did anybody else suspect that in that moment he may have wanted to commit suicide. Okay, no, but 
I now that you just said that, my heart just broke a little bit more for him. I feel really bad. <sighs> Honestly, I'm like I I liked his arc this season, kind of. Right. No, I did too. Like, don't get me wrong. I really like his character and I like what they did with him this season, especially because last season he was so, um, he was anchored with, with Maya so much that, um, he didn't really have his own journey to go on, but this season it was all fleshed out and it was really interesting. And I like that twist that he did get the chip or he even chose to, he, it's not, I don't find him to be a mole so much as he chose to, get get rid of his pain in that instance even though for a few episodes there he was fighting against it so much and i thought that was really interesting it's just that in that moment and also this idea that we're we have like four minutes remaining and nobody significant really has died my mind went there like this show is known for being dark my point the point i was headed to is i'm kind of sick of of emo Jasper. Like I kind of want Right. I want him to get better now because I liked him so much in season 1 and he even though he was kind of tagged uh with Maya like he was kind of the leader of the Mount Weather team like basically and he was kind of the main hero of their group for a while and I liked the season 2 arc with him even though, you know, he had the Maya stuff going on but Season three, like I, I was kind of upset that they kind of ruined his character by making him an alcoholic and making him just super negative and detached from his feelings. And I feel like now that they've done like this whole thing with him that they did this season, I kind of want him to go back to try and maybe find that happiness that he doesn't have anymore. No, you just want him to overcome the pain. Right. Because this yeah. season he was dwelling on it. So now it's about overcoming it next season for him. Yeah, and I'd like to see that more than see him like go down some like suicidal thought path where... Oh, no. If he was going to commit suicide, they would have done it in this episode. I don't think that going in season four, he's going to do that ultimately. I don't. But I, I just... That- I think that ending scene, um, well, not the ending scene, but the scene where you see him kind of like walk away to kind of collect his thoughts and he's a little teary eyed, but he hears his friends laughing. Like you kind of see like a ghost of a smile on his face. Oh, it's also, it kind of symbolizes that the pain is still there. Like the pain that he felt whenever, right before he took the chip, that, that isn't gone. Like, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was really nice to kind of show that and, you know they're gonna have the added pain of the shit that they did while they were under while they were aliens. Yeah, so. like that emotional, and they even started the episode with that in mind and presented towards the viewers because um, Clark brings Allie or not Allie but Abby back out of the city of light at the very beginning, and then they have a very emotional scene right at the top of the episode. I like yeah. that. Like. The minute she woke up Abby, I was like, oh, man, now they just have to wake up Kane. Then I can get my Abby Kane ship going. (laughs) Hashtag Cabby. Like, yeah, and I think season four is going to be really fun and interesting, at least for the first half, because it's going to probably be a whole lot about, like, the characters that we didn't see a whole lot this season, like, as themselves, like uh, Jaha. 
just like trying to get through what they have done. Like Jaha wasn't himself for this whole season. So it'll be really interesting to see where he's at now. Like, I, I think that's what I'm most excited for, for season four is Jaha's kind of now that he's sober, basically. Yeah. And you even thought that he was going to die this season. Right. I did because like, I don't, can't remember why I thought that, but I was just like, you know, I, that's, I don't know what they'll do with him besides, like, if there's anyone that's going to kill themselves next season, it'll be Jaha. Just because I don't know what they'll do with him, and he might be, like, in such withdrawals from the City of Light and what he had lost. Yeah. Who knows? Like, I don't know. So, while Clark is in the City of Light, she notices all these signs, apparently, um, that lead her to the kill switch, right? Mm-hmm. And she constantly is saying that it's Becca who's leading her to the kill switch, but we see through the Arcadia storyline that it's actually Raven mm-hmm. who's setting up all those. So why do you think the writers did that to where Clark is assuming it's Becca when in reality it's Raven? Carrie, you want to start? Um... I want to say mainly because I don't know if Clark, maybe she didn't know how much Raven was actually accomplishing back at Arcadia. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She wasn't aware of, like, she knew Raven could get in there and Raven was doing this and that. But, like, I don't think she realized, like, the depth of of what Raven was doing with the code and everything else. And so she kind of just assumed it was Becca. I thought it was Becca up until um, the hatch. I forget, I forget hatch. which. No, yeah. it was a, it was something before the hatch, and I said to myself, "Wait a minute." Is it the little girl Raven? on the bike? It may have been the bike. Yeah. Um, I I was like you. I thought it was Becca for like the most of the time, but then the hatch came, and you see the the Raven symbol. Like I thought that was a cool twist. Like it it, it wasn't. It didn't trick me a whole lot, but I I thought it was just kind of a cool what they tried to do there. I just think it's an interesting thing for them. I feel almost like it's um, a little nod to some of the events that have happened early on in the season, especially in terms of Raven's character and how she was one of the first people to enter the City of Light from Arcadia. And she's also, when they first were shown Alley 2.0, she was obsessed with it. And she's been obsessed with it for the past few episodes. And I like how we naturally always put Clark at the forefront. But this season, Raven has just done a lot. Like, it's insane how she also pretty much saved the day too. I mean, I know Clark is the one who actually pulled the kill switch, but without Raven, then yeah. Yeah. So no wonder they think that they can, um, prevent the world from dying because Raven is still around. (laughs) Right. I was going to say that I think in season four, she'll be just as important because if now that, uh, was Sinclair. I, I was about to call him Gata. 
now that Sinclair's gone, like Raven's probably like the most tech savvy in the whole place that we know of. And so if anyone's going to stop these like nuclear reactors from melting down, probably be her. Right. It's kind I of mean, like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Well, I was just going to say with Raven, it's, when I first started watching this, I was all about, like, Octavia. Like, she was my favorite. But then Raven's whole arc through, like, season two into season three, like, it's 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 amazing to me. And she's so inspiring because, like, she wants her pain to go away. She wants to stop being, you know, disabled. Her legs are really messed up. You know, she's still upset about Finn. You know, she takes the chip. Everything's, like, hunky-dory. And then she realizes, like, I'm running away from this. And, you know, it's just like that whole thing. She accepts everything and she realizes that I have another purpose. Like, I may not be able to fight with you, like, in the trenches, but I have a purpose here and I'm just as important as you. Mm-hmm. And it, right. she's, it, the, her, she's just so inspiring to me. Yeah. Not to get That's... overly sappy. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think you're right. I think she's, she's an interesting character because she's she's just changed in a lot of ways and i remember writing a review early on this season about how raven is like this um figure that represents a lot of the physical trauma while clark represents a lot more of the psychological trauma that the hundred has gone through over these seasons yeah. And so their their um how they do that is always interesting to me in terms of writing because now now when Clark was also I also want to point out one other thing about the city of light and Clark um before we get to that epic scene in the kill switch with the kill switch but did it did you guys notice that when Clark enters the city of light she looks like season 1 Clark No Yeah Oh Yeah she, the full hairstyle and clothing is all season one Clark. I had no clue. And remember a few episodes ago, there's a, an exchange between Jaha, Ali, and Emory. Emory? M- Murphy's girl? Emory. Clark Murphy's yeah. girl? Um, about how when you enter the City of Light, you can fix your defects. Yes. And you have the choice to do that. So I really like how knowing all of the burdens and the pain that Clark carries with her for all the decisions she has to make, it makes sense that she would change herself to be that innocent person who was just dropped literally onto the ground at season one. Damn, Sarah, there you go. Being awesome. I totally oh. like that's that's like one of the things like Sarah does this every once in a while. She notices something that's I like that's actually a very poignant thing that happens that I completely missed and I'm really glad that you brought it up. So good job. I like that. Yeah, so anyways. <laughs> so what Carrie Tell me your thoughts on two alleys and Clark in the middle at the end. That long scene. That was probably one of the best scenes. I've, I mean, it was incredible because you could see Clark actually kind of listening to both sides. 
and she's faced with that dilemma, like, okay, you know, what do I do? And you actually can see like the hesitation in her face because once again, she has to make a decision for everyone else that she right. didn't think she was going to have to make. And yeah. I don't know the name of the what of the actress that plays Allie slash Becca. Erica Sierra, I want to say. Kiera. My God, like her playing like both sides of herself. It was incredible. I agree. I agree. That girl. I, I, I've enjoyed her acting throughout this entire season. Because you it's notice Becca is kind of more like she's kind of a little more soft spoken. Like she's realized um she's realized what she's caused by, you know, creating Allie and all this other stuff. And, you know, she's kind of like, you know, Clark, you have to do this. Like, it's sort of like, she's not coming out straightforward and saying, don't make my mistakes, but she kind of is. And meanwhile, mm -hmm. you have like, you know, robot Allie, who's sprouting off figures and things that will happen and consequences and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's, it was just, the actress is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked seeing Allie meet Becca Primheta. Like, uh, I thought that was really cool to see both of them. But I feel like my my only note through that whole scene, mainly because it was kind of there was a lot of information being thrown around and jargon, was just pull the goddamn switch. Like <laughs> I felt like I was just like you know that what Allie is saying is just to stall. And I'm glad that Becca like told her that. And I was just like, just pull the switch. Come on. Like, we know you're going to do it in the end. You're going to pull it. But it was, I liked that they kind of set up season four through those two and kind of showed a few, the possible future. Right. And it, you know, it's the very last thing that is said in this finale is Clark telling Bellamy that they haven't saved the world yet. And, I think it's going to be just, uh, it's going to be an intense season four. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Who did Clark tell? Bellamy. <laughs> Bellamy? She told Bellamy? All right. All right. Anyway, continue. Mm -hmm. She told Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. Her night. Mm hmm. Yeah. Her night yep. was Lexa. Yeah. Okay. She rode so, in on the white horse and saved her this episode. Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't ride in on a horse. She like jumped into action, pulled. She out jumped off the sword. horse. You didn't see the horse. She she went full ninja badass princess. Okay, just she clarification. I there was I no mean, horse. think about that kind of decision weighing on your mind though. Like, right? You she did, she only had twenty seconds to make exactly. it. Exactly. Well, I mean, and, and it's constantly Clark is constantly having to make decisions for everyone, and usually it ends in her saying, "I gotta go. Like, I'm out. See you. Like, I made a decision. You guys are probably gonna be mad at me. I'm out. Like, I can't deal with what I've done. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, how do you explain to everybody now? So, guys, just gotta let you know, um, this isn't over." The nuclear power plant's burning down. There's going to be acid rain. We're going to get precancerous lesions. It's not going to be good at all. Like, how do you explain that to everybody? Right. That's going to be not tough. Not in the way that I just did. <laughs> right, exactly. You're going to die. <laughs> I mean, so... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I mean, before we just go there, I just want to point out a few things about that scene. Sure. Um, 
So I thought it was interesting that when when Clark first meets Allie, or Rebecca, actually, she calls her, like, Commander. I forget right. exactly what she says, but then Becca immediately shuts that down. Like, she's ashamed at that point of being... Yeah. With that title. And I thought that was like the small things I really, the writers continue to do and I appreciate them. And then that line, which gives you the explanation about why both this episode and last episode were named perverse instantation. It's the implementation of a benign final goal through deleterious methods unforeseen by human programmer. Now, really, it's just saying, like, how you achieve your final goal matters. And my mind went straight back to um, a few episodes ago with that exchange between Luna and Clark about this idea that if you choose to do the same actions as your enemy to defeat them, then you're just as bad as them. And so I thought that was a really interesting parallel for them to draw between these two human leaders and then between the two alleys. I like that, Sarah. It's a good point. I actually, for some reason, I feel like it was actually Becca that called Clark Commander whenever yeah. she first arrived. And that was interesting because it's like, yeah, Becca has been helping these, actually helping these commanders in their minds ever since, you know. Becca was, well, the, first, yeah. Becca was the first commander, am I correct? Right, but it's right. interesting. But she's not a commander. She's not a commander of Polaris. She never was. She right. doesn't own the Polaris ship. Right, but it's interesting that she called Clark commander because it's almost like, it's almost like the Alley 2 program believes in the myth that it's created as well yeah so i don't know but by the way the whole like ninja grounders climbing up the tower good thing they didn't go through the big ass window behind clark and the throne right right but uh, wait a second <laughs> so if if ali 2.0 believes the myth that she created why did becca who's ali 2.0 not accept the title of commander when Clark called her that. I, I have, I have, I would, my opinion is I think Becca is sort of ashamed of right, yeah. what she created with Allie and how Allie led her down kind of a, a dark path. And so I, I don't think Becca wants anything to do with it anymore. Does that make any sense? No, yeah. no, I, I agree with you. And I think that's, that's true. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what Everett's point was. <laughs> like always, Sarah. I never have a point. <laughs> yes, you do. Every now and then. I'm just curious, but what but yes, you're completely right. The ninjas could have just gone through the window. Yep. No, didn't they say in the beginning that there was some kind of oil they used? Yeah, they did. They they the, uh, except the only... for that one room. Yeah. Yeah, right. Fucking right in an excuse. I miss that. That's how quick there they were. There was some kind of, I forget, would they say like lamp oil maybe? Like, I don't know. I could be stuck back in Downton Abbey times. But um, they said some kind of oil and the only room that they couldn't do was the commander's bedroom or something. And that was the room where all the ninjas were like, how do you climb a mount, like, a, how do you climb that that fast? 
Right. Seriously, that's my question. And some of the stuff that happened, you're, I, I felt like the building was shaking at one point. And I'm like, how are people not falling off? Or whatever. Right. Freaking bombs going off and everything. Yeah. But we should probably be discussing um, Octavia and Pike's little. And Balami. Yeah. That's not how you pronounce the name. Because Blami's need for revenge put can him you, on the wrong side. Can you not do that? Like, just call him jealousy. <laughs> like, really. The more you beg me not to do it, the more I want to do it. Uh, that's gross, so, first of all. But it sounds like Baloney. Balami is my yes, first name. It's it. B-E-L-L-A-M-I-Y. <laughs> Blake is my second name. <laughs> but anyways... That, yeah, there was Ever some rat, good. Stop it! No. <laughs> whatever, Sarah. But there was some good Bellamy and Pike scenes. That... I can't take you seriously when you do that. <laughs> you never I take can't. me seriously, anyways. No, you'd be surprised. But seriously. But anyways, mm-hmm. Curry, what did you think of Bellamy's inter? <laughs> no, okay, but seriously though. Well, like, all right. The... Here's the thing. This is what I want to talk about. Okay. Octavia and Pike. Let's talk about how he gives her that like little, like we need to all work together in order to make this happen. And she's just sitting there like sharpening her legs. sword, like yes, yeah. yes, we are all working together, yes. And you knew at that minute that when she's like kind of talking back to him in like a non, like emotional voice that something bad was going to happen. Right. And she just broke and sliced him right in the leg, and I cheered. Yeah, no, I think we're all on uh, Octavia's side. And I, I just thought it was kind of, you know, I don't know, the whole thing was just kind of interesting, like, watching that play out, and at the very end, well, should I say what happens at the very end? Octavia slut, uh, stabs. And no one moves. Like, no one isn't even, like, right. rushing to his side to, like, try to help him. Everyone in the room is just standing there, and she just kills him, and he drops to the floor, and everyone's like, huh. Sucks for Pike, but, like, I don't care about Pike. Like, yeah. I'll give him credit. Like, that character is is a really, like, if I were to say best new characters for season three, it would probably go Allie, Pike. Like, P- Pike was a good character that wasn't in the previous seasons, and he was, like, a good one-season character. Yeah. And he was good because I hated him that much. Like, I was... Yeah. I it love was, he was that good he... for conflict. Right. Yeah. So I, I was like, I kind of cheered a little bit whenever, like I, I kind of cheered, but I was like, Oh, that really sucks for Pike. You know, he like fought so hard to make it to the, to the very end. And then blah. And he honestly thought like, okay, like this is all going to like work out. We're all going to fight together. And then Octavia was like, and nope. This is for Lincoln stab. And then this is for Indra. Who's sitting on a cross outside. Poor right. thing. Right. What do you think, sir? So I don't, I don't think that everybody was just standing around and watching because all of them came back from the City of Light, and when you right. do that, you feel all the pain that was held up. So yeah. some of, most of them were, I think, in quote unquote recovery. <laughs> but we totally um, saw Bellamy Clark's and reaction. Clark. Yeah, both Bellamy and Clark were standing there and witnessing it, and probably thinking two different things because Bellamy's concerned for his sister and. Clark's just like, wait, what just happened? Because 
No, Clark knows that Lincoln died, but does Clark know and understand exactly what happened to Lincoln? I'm not sure. Um, if she was received the full story or anything. But to go back to Everett's point, yeah, it's kind of something we knew that would happen eventually. We weren't sure how or why, but it doesn't surprise me that she killed him. Well, he and I, however, I love the badass moment of her just being like, what? And then she walks out. Right. <laughs> like, you got a problem with me? No. Bye. That was cool. Do you think she's going to end up going back to Luna and getting on the rig? Probably. I mean, she's... Um, I have a feeling she's going to... I think her next move was to go down and get Indra. And I kind of picture her and Indra on their own, possibly traveling back to get Luna. I would say that's definitely a possibility. But I think Octavia, for the moment, has had enough of... I don't know. Like, she doesn't... Those aren't her people anymore. They should have a spinoff of just Indra and Octavia. Right. It, make, it makes me sad because, like I said, like Octavia, I love that character so much, and I I like it when they're all working together. Like it, that, I like that. I enjoy those moments. But yeah. I have a feeling next season that it's gonna be kind of Octavia and Indra, Indra, Indra kind of off on their own. Right. No, I, I can see that because both of them still, and I'm sure that it's not going to just be them because I'm sure that they're going to collect a few other followers who still stand by the belief that blood must have blood. No. So I think that's going to be a conflict at the very beginning of the season between them and Clark and Bellamy who are trying to move away from that. Blood must not have blood. Do you think they're going to perpetuate the Blake sibling rivalry throughout season four as well? Or do you think they kind of wrapped it up? No, that's still going to linger. I mean, that's his baby sister. That Bellamy's like, maybe this is why a lot of people and myself included are a bit upset about Bellamy's arc this season is because his motivation, like up until the last half, hasn't really been about Octavia so much as this, one girl who dies, Gia or Jaya or Gia. I'm naming girl number five. <laughs> I'm naming girl number five <laughs> who dies, and you're just like, what? But his character works more when he's motivated by his sister, and her actions have consequences that he helps to um, burden and shoulder. So I think it's important that that dynamic continues through season four. Right. But. There, I have a few uh, notes about kind of like Kane and like as Welcome they're trying to, to get in. No, as they're trying to get in the throne room. Okay. So it was a really cool scene where Kane and everybody's in water and then they throw like their little shock sticks in the water and electrocutes everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't that short out the alley chip? Ooh. Like seriously, like if a little shot from a bracelet can shouldn't that shit like but that bracelet is like there's something with the technology in that bracelet that has bio chemical computer thing inhibitors i'm I'm hearing just a lot of this (laughs) bullshit there's just written mcguffins hey we already talked about together a bunch of words right But anyways, whenever you shock someone with, like, three shock sticks, 
Like, they're lucky that half those people didn't die. <laughs> Let their heart just stop. And I don't know. I was just like, whenever they shocked everyone, I was like, oh, shit, they're all going to be unalienated and aliified. You know, and now Kane is going to go make out with Abby. Yay. And then, no, they're attacking him again. And somehow they still have weapons. Like, I don't know. I just had a problem with that scene. I thought it was kind of... There was a lot in the finale that felt like fluff. Yeah. Like, we were just waiting for Clark to fucking pull the lever. (laughs) What else else felt like fluff to you? Because I thought it was a very, very much... um a thin finale that or or a tight, tightly paced finale, especially considering that really the setup for this finale was last episode because it's part one of two. So this is the second part. So I almost wish that those episodes had aired on the same night back to back because it truly is a two part episode with what happened. And I honestly, like looking back on it, I was a bit let down because there wasn't more. It was like, Oh, it's like watching the final Harry Potter film. <laughs> and right. it's just the big fight that you knew was going to happen. And then it ends and you're like, oh, okay, nothing else. And, and so I was expecting like last season, there was that ending moment with them returning to Camp Jaha and the song and the goodbyes and everything. And almost like you're starting a new chapter. And this episode just concludes with Octavia walking away from every buddy and everything so i thought it was more of an abrupt and tight episode because i didn't find there to be fluff so i'm kind of surprised that you said that the fluff for me was everything after they electrocuted kane and them because from there on like you had the badass scenes with lexa and stuff but from there on it was just a lot like it was interesting to get the exposition from ali and clark and i just felt like I felt like it was a, almost too much exposition. Like all we really needed to know was the difference between Alley one and two. And then what is going to happen the next season? Then Clark could have pulled the, the lever and then they just kept fitting in like slow motion scenes of Kane beating up Bellamy because Bellamy's a wuss. And then of other people beating up other people. Like, I don't know. I just, I think maybe we spent a little bit too much time in the city of light. Um, I, that could have kind of been a little bit shorter for me, but, but I mean, I, I agree with you that it was a nicely paced episode. I just feel like by the end, I was ready for it to be over and for it to set up season four. Yeah. I think that there are issues with that scene between the two alleys and Clark, because it did, seem like it was a long dialogue moment or scene right while all this action is going on and you're just waiting for us to get the yeah that final act almost with the closure of everything and uh, it was something that detracts from that scene for me specifically is I hate it when they do this because it's so much of a cliche but the moment you put a timer like we have two right. minutes before this goes off. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. And then you just, and then you're just stretching it to go up to the very last second. Yeah, th- that pissed me off and kind of took me out of it. 
Yeah. Um, so I think if they had removed that and you didn't put a timer on it, then you yeah. wouldn't have felt like the scene just continued and stretched just to meet that time limit that you placed on it. And I also feel like it's in, and I mean, Erica Sarah did a really good job as Ali one, but I feel yeah, like I mean, if, yeah, I feel like if you're going to have like a two or five minute exposition with a lot of big words and you're supposed to be a character that doesn't display hardly any emotion. Like it, it's just like it gets almost it's almost too much dialogue from a character like that. See, I don't feel like Ali one talked a whole lot. I felt like it was mainly she talked and then Becca translated for Clark. Right. Right. And I got that. I just I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. I just, by the end, I was just like, come on, just pull, pull the lever and let's see what happens. Cause I want all my characters back. No, that- I, I agree. I mean, you knew she was going to bottom line, she was going to pull the lever. So it just, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like before when you said fluff, it, I disagreed, but I feel like we're on the same page about the issues in the episode. I honestly thought that she was going to have I I thought Clark and she did to me struggle with pulling the lever because I mean what Allie was describing I mean how are you like how can they get out of that that's this is my question like what happened like how do you get out of that situation call Raven (laughs) I mean what is Raven going to like build spaceships i mean well i have kind of somewhat of a theory of what could happen raven um, already built a spaceship in season one technically i'm just saying okay i mean which unit they can't go back to space see that's my question are they going back to space well, God, love that. how about this what about another mount weather hi <laughs> oh god like i don't know she said oh my 90 90- 96% of the earth is going to be irradiated. Like, I wonder if they'll try and track down a few of the nuclear facilities and shut them off somehow. That yeah. I mean, I mean, technically they're already shut off, but they're just, dis- they're like deteriorating, which is going to release the nuclear fallout or whatever. So the bigger question is if season four is going is season four going to end with Clark trying to figure out whether to whether to pull a lever or not? Oh God, I hope it definitely will. I mean, that's what she does every season. Every season. Oh man, it sounds like a really good ending already. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna be conflicted about it. Just make sure she has the conflict. Yep. Super conflicted. By the, the way, at the end of the day, she's just gonna pull it every time. <laughs> Maybe next time she won't. Can you imagine? No, that? no, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> That's stupid. She always pulls the left. Sorry. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys want to talk about the newest and kind of baby ship, like the lifeboat? Yeah. Let's, let's talk what? about lifeboat. Monroe and Monty. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys Isn't think it Harper? About? Is it Harper? I mix those two up. Like, I don't. It's like, honestly, until like two episodes ago, she was nameless girl number two. Yeah. I usually call them Sally. Nameless Sally. Like, I, if I can't remember someone's name, I call them Sally. Yeah. So she was Sally for a while. 
both disappoint me. It's Harper because Monroe's dead. Right. Whatever. Whatever. They both kind of, they were both, whatever. But anyways, Harper's way too hot to be with Monty, but... I think like she's she's the hottest girl on the show, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> but I kind of like it. Like I don't know. For a while in the previous episode, I was like, she's totally chipped. There's no way she would just go off and bang Monty without any like building up. She's totally alien alienated. <laughs> but no, no, it turned out to be Jasper. So there obviously is something there. I felt like it was so sudden though, which is okay. Yeah. It was, well, it was cute, and I think it's one of those situations where, like, you know, like, everything goes to hell around you, and you make, right. like, a rash decision, like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, no, I kind of like it. I just, I wonder if they're going to build on it, or if Harper's just going to be like, you know, we were kind of, like, things were crazy, and this happened, and let's just forget about it. Like, I wonder what they're going to do with, if they're going to build on them. What if they... Wouldn't it be awesome if she got pregnant? Not that I'm like. <laughs> She'll be the new mom to you. Wow. Sorry. Is that, a pro- is, that, is that not appropriate to talk about? <laughs> Carrie goes from, I'm worried about the end of the world to, hey, let's bring a baby into this new world. <laughs> but um, I, I hope that they build on that relationship because for me, the abruptness that it was and what happened this season with them all of a sudden hooking up. I felt like it was just let's pair up Monty so that when him and Jasper do come face to face, you Jasper's more hurt that with Monty, he ends up not only helping save everyone, but also ends up like in a relationship with this girl that he likes um, and is hooking up with while Jasper like at the end of season two, he couldn't save everyone. And he also lost the first girl that he, he loved. And he kind so of lost the that second icon. girl that he was interested in as well. Well, here, here, you know, if you want to bring up lifeboats, I'm going to put this one out there. I saw someone on YouTube make a video pairing up Jasper and Raven. I never I saw it before. Saw. Yeah. I never saw it before, but I can totally ship that. I'll be on that lifeboat. Didn't Raven kind of flirt with him in like season one? Or... No, that was Octavia. That was Octavia. But, Octavia. It, but anyways, going back to your point, Sarah, what is the best way that Monty can get over shooting his own mother? The hottest chick on the show. All yep, right. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that comes out. But I, I could I can I can ride that that lifeboat. We can join the lifeboats together. Yeah. Make a ship. You know, I'm surprised, Everett, that you didn't like what was happening in Polis or, like, the cutting back from the Allie Clark exchange with what was happening in Polis. Because in Polis, Kane was beating the shit out of Bellamy. Oh, no. I did did like that. I did mention that he's beating the shit out of Bellamy because Bellamy's a big pussy. Kane was awesome, but I don't like zombie. Like, I don't like Ali and Kane. Nobody nah. liked Ali and anything. Right. Just putting that out there. Right. So he was, he was a little out of his mind, but I liked the kind of, you know, the, the small payoff we got between Kane and Abby, where Clark's like, go to him, and they kind of hug, and 
what's in store for them for season four? Oh man. Abby and Kane. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's like a full fledged ship, but like romance. <laughs> That's what I'm wanting. Like Kane's a badass, but they're gonna real like they're gonna have to spend half the season getting over this shit. Unless unless they start season four way off, which I don't think they will because they're running out of time already. Would they have six months? Is that what Ellie said? I think so. I think it's six months. Which when they said that made me think, well, this season these this show tends to do time really quickly. Right. So I or or not quickly, but almost in real time, it feels yeah. like. So I don't know if six months is a whole season or if it's even two seasons, because especially a plot point like this, like we're talking the whole world is in jeopardy. You don't do that until like you're heading into your final or your final two seasons even. So I feel like they can stretch it for a good two seasons and have them overcoming this be the final episode. Right. Which makes sense, considering the parallel to the conflict that started this whole show with the Ark dying, and now the Earth is dying. So yeah, it's it's, it's a good. It's I I I like the dichotomy that they're drawing. I just don't feel like it's a one season wonder, if you may. Damn, sorry. <laughs> we really don't do puns on this show, yeah. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, what do you think is going to happen in season four? Well, I think first of all, we're going to have people that are upset with Clark for pulling the lever and destroying the city of light. Oh, really? I honestly, t- I think there's going to be some conflict because here's the thing. Well, I can see that. I can see it. I just don't want it. Cause I feel like it's <laughs> this season all over again with. Yeah. I, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the, I don't like the division between people, but. At the same time, like, people are actually going to say, like, what the hell? I mean, like, they don't, what, what's the first thing that pops in your head if someone were to tell you that? Like, I'd be like, I will stay in the city of light. Like, you know, it's a difficult situation. Like, there are seven power plants located around the world that are burning. Awful things are going to happen. The world is actually going to, like, really end. You're going to die. Like, people will probably be like, I wish you had just kept us in the city of light. And I think a lot of the people are going to be the parents, which I want the parents to take more of a backseat in season four. Oh, I agree. I, but I'm just going to throw this out there, Carrie. I think that they'll be fine because Harper is going to give birth to the savior. Oh, yes. <laughs> who <laughs> will prevent all the like she'll she'll be able to produce a for- force shield to protect the world yeah so so okay. i think you're fine i think we take both of your theories and merge them together that's what's gonna happen they're gonna find a time machine they're gonna put the baby in it send it back <laughs> and raven will build a time machine she's already built a spaceship we're literally one. gonna go back to season one where they just <laughs> land and there's gonna be a baby on the ground now you can't go back don't go to earth <laughs> so the real question is who is gonna die of radiation poisoning in season four because <laughs> that's that's totally happening wait a second before we officially wrap up, it's gonna be where drama. was Ronan this episode? Um, 
Probably on a cross. Um, can I ask a your... question? No. A serious question? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Serious question, please. Didn't Rowan die? No. Oh shit! Yeah, Is he got he? he got dead. Is he he's... dead? Oh no! Did... He's dead. He got shot in the heart. He, but he did. But I, no, the uh, king is dead. No, sorry, sir. I'm, 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 a, I was upset as you are. I thought yeah. you knew. Well, I don't feel like I feel like okay. You feel like if Naki and Jasper no could survive their wounds, that the king can. I agree. First of all, I don't believe you guys that it was right in the heart. I'm not sure about that. I think he got shot multiple times. I have to see. Over. I have I would, to see an autopsy. Autopsy. Okay, you gotta have photos because here's my thing. Why include him at all this season if you're just gonna kill him off in that very uneventful way? Because first of all, the actor's from Black Sails, I believe, so he has a following. Second of all, he's the king of Ice Nation, and you're setting up the next season to be about this big global thing where you need to unite all the clans. So it's important to establish a connection between Clark and Ice Nation. But they're just going to let that all go and randomly kill off Ronan? I yeah, call shenanigans. Because no one is going to think that would really happen. He did. Shenanigans. I'm this I don't believe you guys. I don't believe you guys. Ice shenanigans. We're going to see Rowan in season four. That is my prediction. I'd be okay yeah. with that. Just because I, I thought he was cool. Like, he was cool this season. Uh... Um, yeah, and I mean, even Ice Nation's queen or commander is dead because Ontario, Ontario is very much dead. <laughs> Brain dead. Blood dead. drained. Her heart she is did. literally outside of her body. Literally outside. We saw it, and she literally had a black heart, which is funny. Super hot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any final points about season of the hundred or season four predictions actually got through all my notes so no i thought it was thought it was a good season overall but i like that it was basically um avengers age of aliotron <laughs> so, good stuff um i'm really frightened for next season like i say when you start talking about nuclear stuff like nuclear war nuclear power plants like i get some serious issues with it i'm very frightened for next season but i'm very excited um because i'm hoping that, like i said the kids i'm not going to call them kids but the parents need to take a back seat and just hush and let the kids do it <laughs> <laughs> no because kane and abby are part of the parent group listen kane and abby can go make out in the now we're talking you know, wherever. Keep going, I'm writing like, my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kane and Abby. You know, I can't tell if you're laughing at me because you're making fun of me or if you think I'm funny. Oh, I think you're funny, but I love Kane and Abby. Like, they're All right, well, favorite. Listen, show. they can be together, but I'm just saying, like, the parents caused a lot of problems this season. Like, they can be together in the back seat. And That's I do not want to start right. season four with Clark running away from a decision she made. She's going to run away from exactly. Bellamy. I, I don't want that either, so I don't want people to get pissed off at her that she decided to pull the lever. 
Like that to me is just I've seen that before, and we've already seen her pull a lever. So Jessica's Jasper's gonna be like, "You pulled the lever and pressed the button." Maybe the series will end with Jasper killing Clark. Oh shit! (laughs) I'd be upset as fuck, but right. Jasper needs some therapy. And then Kane and Octavia at the same time cut Jasper's head off. Jasper and Raven need to hook up. After watching that video, I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> Jasper needs to get his shit together before he deserves Raven. We need a wrap of this podcast, so there I'm just going to say that, Carrie, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Care Bear. What? 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 You're fine. Holy shit. I'm muting my mic. Yep. You can find me on Twitter, Care Bear Crew. Uh, K-E-R-R Bear K-R-U Care Bear Crew I like yeah. that You can find me on Twitter at The Ever Written That's yeah. it, usually has more to say um, And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at SJ Belmont S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T Please go to thegww.com to read about all of our geeky opinions on comics, games, TV, and film. And check out all of our podcasts on GWW Radio. Rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. It helps us. We want to hear what your thoughts on the Season 3 finale of The 100 were and are. And what's your Season 4 predictions? Also, tweet us your hiatus binges because we could cover these shows on future episodes. Good night and geek out. You're welcome. Banana, banana. (laughs) You didn't say banana. I said banana. Don't talk about me either while I'm gone. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Whatever, banana. I'll be back. All right, banana. Banana, banana. Banana.